Welcome to the podcast of First Presbyterian Church of Marietta, where we are committed to changing lives with faith, hope, and love. We're so glad you are here. A second scripture lesson from the Gospel of John, chapter 14, verses 15 to 21. Again, I invite you to listen for the word of the Lord. If you love me, you will keep my commandments, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to be with you forever. This is the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him. You know him because he abides with you, and he will be with you. I will not leave you orphaned. I am coming to you. And a little while, the world will no longer see me, but you will see me. Because I live, you also will live. On that day, you will know that I am in my Father, and you in me, and I in you. They who have my commandments and keep them are those who love me. And and those who love me will be loved by my Father, and I will love them and reveal myself to them. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Yesterday, I had the pleasure of being back on the campus of Presbyterian College where I was a student to take part in their graduation ceremony. It was the first time I've been back for any significant amount of time since Sarah and I graduated there just a few years ago. (laughs) That place is packed full of memories. It was a gift to walk around and remember what my life as a college student was like. Back then, I couldn't imagine myself as a husband, as a father, as a pastor back here. The life I have now was only a dream back then. Yesterday, I walked past Georgia dorm where I lived when Sarah and I first started dating. She once told me that I smelled like a mix of Old Spice deodorant and Georgia dorm. (laughs) That place had seeped into my pores. I also walked past the auditorium where accepted student orientation took place. Months before my first classes started, all the accepted students and their families were invited to the campus. Most of my classmates had either their mom or their dad with them. A few, a few had both. Me, I remember sitting there with mom and dad, my sister and my brother, and both my grandparents. Everyone else was there with one of their parents, maybe both, while I was having a family reunion. My grandparents were so proud of me that they wanted to be there and making them proud, making my grandparents proud was so easy. They kept a big glass jug out on their porch Every time we sat out there, no matter who was visiting, my grandmother would recount the afternoon when I amazed her because as a toddler, I would go out to her yard, pick up a stick, come back, put it in the jug, and by the end of the afternoon, I had filled up the whole thing. How was that amazing? (laughs) But that was my grandparents. 
I once shared a perfectly average term paper with my grandfather, and he suggested I submit it for publication to the Harvard Business Journal. <laughs> Much later, I had the chance to meet and to have my picture taken with the governor of Tennessee, Bill Haslam. As my grandfather moved from his home to assisted living, then to memory care, one thing about his room remained the same. That picture of me and the governor was always on his bedside table. My grandparents were proud of me, and it was easy to make them proud. All I had to do was fill up a jug with sticks. All I had to do was get accepted to college, and it could have been any college. I wrote a mediocre term paper, and they thought I was brilliant. I had my picture taken with the governor, and they were sure that I was on my way to moving into the governor's mansion. Was it that way with you? Was it easy, or is it easy to make your grandparents proud? I hope so. But it can be different with mothers. On this Mother's Day, I think about how many mothers have this higher standard, and they must, because being able to fill up a glass jug with sticks is not going to get you into a good college. Not every term paper is worthy of publication. Mothers have a different standard, and likely, some here in this room never feel like they've reached it. Some here may still be trying to make their mother proud, though her standards are impossible to meet. But that's not my main point this morning. My main point this morning is this. Do you make Jesus proud? In our second scripture lesson from the Gospel of John, he spells it out. This morning we read, If you love me, you will keep my commandments. This is clear enough instruction, although perhaps you will agree that doing so is easier said than done, for keeping the commandments of the one who got himself crucified is an inherently dangerous undertaking. Keeping the commandments of the one who always told the truth in love may make us dangerously unpopular. While the church doesn't always say it, this faith of ours is countercultural even today. And doing the will of the one who ate all the time with social outcasts, saying, love your neighbor as yourself, comes with a cost. County Commissioner Kelly Gambrell, who sits in the balcony of our sanctuary most every Sunday at the 8.30 service, and who is often the sole dissenting voice on the Cobb County Commission, recently shared with me a song that inspires her. The song goes like this. It's such a strong temptation to live for man's applause. But I don't want to buy into the lie because I know that's not a worthy cause. I'll be content to serve an audience of one only his approval counts when all is said and done. And this is my prayer. When my race is won, I want to hear well done from the audience of one. 
That's the song she listens to when it seems like she's in the minority. That's the encouragement she needs to continue doing what she believes is right. And this is no easy thing, doing what you believe is right, because doing what you believe is right does not always bring with it the applause or recognition from the crowd. The applause and recognition of the world may not come to us by following in the footsteps of Jesus. We're still... Sometimes the applause and recognition of the world comes when we walk in the opposite direction from where Jesus leads. Make no mistake, the way of Jesus is countercultural. Making him proud comes with a cost. And so while we may aspire to do what is right, too often instead we do what is easy. While we are called to stand for justice, too often we sit quietly even while our brothers and sisters suffer. While Jesus said, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you, don't you dare reveal that you think differently than I do about those apartments being proposed over by the Marietta Market or I won't talk to you anymore. Do you hear what I'm saying? The way to make Jesus proud is to obey his commandments, which can all be summed up in this one simple word, love. Love. But I'm not talking about simple love. I'm talking about the kind of love that Jesus embodied. The kind of love that cost him his life. The kind of love that the church has not offered to all people. The story goes that a parade went through downtown Atlanta at 12 o'clock one Sunday morning. One church saw the people coming and was out on the street handing water bottles to the parade goers. The other church locked their doors and turned their backs. And I ask you this morning, did Jesus turn his back on anyone ever? Think back to Sunday school. Who did Jesus turn his back on? He was not a big fan of the self-righteous religious people. Other than that, he embraced the social outcast. So, are we more like the self-righteous religious people of his day or more like Jesus? Mary-Kate Markham, who was our seminary intern last summer, she's now on the church staff helping with food and fellowship. She preached a sermon for her preaching class last month and she told this story. I want to tell it to you. A young girl was just starting school and was required to go through something called kindergarten screening. The teacher asked her to count to 20, recite her ABCs, identify shapes and colors, even asked her to skip down the hallway. Then came the life situation questions like, what do you do when you go outside but it's raining? She answered, you get an, a raincoat or an umbrella. Then the teachers asked, what do you do when you want to go into a room but it's dark? 
Without missing a beat, the little girl said, you hold someone's hand. Make Jesus proud this morning and ask yourself, whose hand could I be holding? And did anyone you love hold your hand as you walked through the darkness? Did anyone love you so much that after holding your hand, she let it go? Friends, when I think about my mother, I want you to know that she was sometimes hard on me. She would not accept C's on my report card. If she thought that I hadn't washed the dishes thoroughly, she'd call me back into the kitchen and would have me do them again. And she always tried to do what was best for me, even if it was hard on her. The day she dropped me off at Presbyterian College, she went with me to some of the orientation meetings. This time, it was just her who went with me to campus. I wasn't going to stand for the family reunion treatment again. <laughs> After we moved boxes into my dorm room, we went to some of the meetings. All the other kids had their parents with them. It was meant to be a, a day-long affair, but right at lunch, while all the other kids' parents were still mulling around, she looked at me and she said, I'm about to start crying. And once I start, I don't know if I'm going to be able to stop. So I'm leaving right now. I love you. Goodbye. Then she just left. I stood there and I watched her go. On this Mother's Day, I hope that even if you didn't have a mother who was as easy to please as my grandparents were, that you had a mother who loved you so much that she did the hard things of pushing you to do better, making you redo that which you hadn't done right and letting you go so that you could fly on your own even when what she wanted to do was to hold you close in her arms forever. If that was your mother, then maybe you know that making her proud is just living a happy and a full life, which, according to the commandments of Jesus, comes from being pushed to love people well, especially when it isn't easy. His commandments are not always easy, nor are they convenient. Loving people well, especially loving well the people who have been pushed to the margins of our society, comes with a cost sometimes. But if we don't live the life that he calls us to, we will never have the abundant life that he promised. His call to us is to love our neighbors and to pray for those who persecute us. And this is the most countercultural thing that we could ever see done in the world today. If I ever wake up in the morning and I'm in too good of a mood, I, I pick up the Marietta Daily Journal and it brings me right back down to depression. We hate our enemies while Christ calls us to love them. 
We make him proud when we work for understanding and sympathy in a world of division. We make him proud when we choose to love and accept those who are rejected by the world. We make him proud when we listen to his voice over the applause of the crowd. And we may hear his voice even now because I will not leave you orphaned is what he promised. My friends, we may not always see him, but I know he will keep his promise to you. You will hear his voice. When it feels as though you are all alone, know that watching from the heavens is the audience of one, the only one who truly matters. If you love him, keep his commandments and make him proud. Amen. This podcast is a ministry of First Presbyterian Church of Marietta. Come join us Sundays at 189 Church Street, Marietta, Georgia, or visit us online at fpcmarietta.org.